entre tambores va la luna solitaria fiesta de la Colombia in Indonesia is created and produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia with the main goal of discussing culture, trade, traditions and related topics between both countries. Hello and thank you for staying time with us. Today we have a very special episode we are recording from Bali, uh, Ubud in Bali with a very special guest. Her name is Silvana Elena del Vecchio. Silvana, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm very well, very excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for your time and for uh, agreeing to join us in this episode. Let's get right to it. Uh, Silvana, you told me that before coming to Bali, you hadn't visited Asia before and that you also didn't know much about Indonesia. Nonetheless, three years ago, you decided to take a break and look for a big, chance, a big change in your life. That change led you to the island of the gods, as Bali is sometimes referred to. Can you share with us how, how did you end up here? Well, um, I was living in Bogotá, in Colombia, and uh, I used to have also a restaurant there. And uh, I was looking to have a different experience in my life, not only on a professional level, but also on a personal one. And uh, I was very curious about Southeast Asia. I've never been in Asia before, uh, since I came here three years ago. And uh, I wanted to travel around and uh, learn something very different from what I was used to. So also I was very interested in uh, all the Indonesian, especially also Balinese uh, cuisine. And uh, I don't know if, if you know, but Bali is also uh, very well known uh, to have a lot of vegan and vegetari vegetarian uh, options in restaurants. It's one of the islands uh, where you can find a lot of options on vegan. That was one of the main reasons why I decided to come here and uh, travel and just experience this amazing place. Thank you for that. And can you tell me a little bit more about how was the process to open a restaurant in Bali? Well, um, I wasn't planning actually uh, opening a restaurant here. I started working on this project 10 months ago. It's, since I got here, I saw the opportunity and I saw also the ingredients here. You know, it's the tropics. Also, um, as in Colombia, you can find here uh, root vegetables, yuca, maize, uh, a lot of tropical fruits, herbs, uh, spices, of course. And uh, since I got here, I was very drawn to it because it's very easy to recreate Colombian, uh, Colombian food here. So I had that idea in my mind, but uh, I wasn't planning to have a restaurant here. Also, I wanted to have a space where I could uh, invite people to come over and basically eat with me in my, in my, in my house. That's, as you can see, this is an open space. You can see in the kitchen what, what we're doing, the ingredients that we're using. So I wanted to have, especially with, under these circumstances of pandemic, basically open a space where people can come and feel home, you know. Uh, also like hugging people through food uh, that was also one of the reasons so it was pretty easy actually uh, sometimes I say that I don't it just it was meant to be for me to be here and open this space for people and uh, we've been open for six months now and it's been a huge success because uh, It's located, this space is located in the middle of the jungle, close to a river. Uh, we have this permaculture garden. 
Uh, it's a farm-to-table concept restaurant, so we've been pretty lucky to have this, uh, this amazing space under this situation, you know, like now people, it's looking for spaces uh, to be more connected through nature. So I will say the few places that you will find here in Ubud to, co to come and not only like ex experience this traditional food, but to have a, an experience close to a nature. Right, and, and it's the first time I'm here, but I can tell you that you managed to fulfill what you were talking about. The, the place is quite open, so you feel very free in the middle of the jungle. You can hear the river. I don't know if the mic microphone is picking that up, but you can hear the river, you can hear the animals, you can hear the people that's, that it's close by, but this pl the space is very open, but yet you still feel like a, it's a very cozy space, and you feel very close to the people that's here with you too. Congratulations on that you, you, you managed to do it. Thank you. Now, uh, we have talked in the podcast before that even though Colombia and Indonesia are very far apart, we have a very similar culture. Somehow the people in Colombia, it's very similar to people in Indonesia. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, how, what did you find in the Balinese culture that surprises, surprised you? And, and what do you think that it's similar to what we have in Colombia? Well, when I got here, I found the same pretty much a very similar like nature as we do in Colombia. Uh, Colombia is one of the most biodiverse countries in the world, also it is Indonesia. So when you come here, you would feel probably the same as you would in, I don't know, in El Eje Cafetero or something like that. So when I came here the first time, I remember I felt like a sense of home because of that. And also the warmth of the people. Uh, in a very different sense, uh, as in Colombia we also have you know this happiness and joy and warmth and uh, welcoming. But here in Indonesia, I would say that uh, we share you know the same tropics, and I feel that people here they live very very connected, connected through nature and through their religion and culture. This is uh, the only island here in Indonesia where they, uh, their religion is uh, Hinduism, Balinese Hinduism. So that impacts a lot of uh, everything almost in their lives, not only in a professional way, but also in a personal level. They do offerings three times per day. They live by their religion and they, their culture. So uh, to me, that's been... Uh, a very, you know, I've been learning a lot from them, how they relate to to through to life in that sense. Like uh, they believe a lot in, in a, a lot in karma. So what you would do, that's what you will receive. Also, <laughs> one of the things that I've uh, learned a lot is that the rhythms like the, that they have in, that that they have in life, like they don't know what stress is. So sometimes when I get into the kitchen with my staff the girls they say to me like slowly slowly there's no need to rush you know so that's been a huge huge uh, learning for me because I come from the city you know and I'm used to be in in crowd spaces in a busy life so coming here has has been a huge a huge uh, gift because I've learned also like to slow you know like to live in a more uh, connected way I would say uh, more in the in this jungle in the middle of the jungle so 
uh, also in Colombia, you would say, you would, you you would feel the same way when you're like outskirts Bogota or anywhere else. Yeah, th- I think that that's a common thing that happens to many Colombian people when they come to Indonesia. They that we always feel like we're in a rush and we feel Indonesian people are very relaxed to the point that sometimes we think they're lazy. But it, it's not that way. It's just they have a different way of living, and they don't live in a hurry all the time as we are used to. In, in bigger cities, as you say, maybe in Bogota. Even in Jakarta, uh, I've lived in Jakarta for 10 years now, and even in Jakarta, people are not as, as uh, on a, in a rush all the time as, as they're in other cities in, in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we all come here to learn, to slow down a bit. Silvana, uh, w- when we were um, preparing for the podcast, you told me that you are from a Colombian-Italian family and that even though you studied communication, you always were connected to food. And then you started learning more about food and, and studying food also. And you referred to the gastronomy of, of Colombia and, and Italy as, as uh, having their own gastronomic language. I want to ask you, what do you think is Colombian gastronomic language and what is Indonesian gastronomic language for you? Well, um, so yeah, I grew up in a... Uh, Colombian Italian uh, family. My father, he was uh, Italian, and my mom, she she was born in Colombia. So I grew up with this uh, huge influence around food, our around culture, around ingredients, fresh ingredients. You know, like every time we would eat, it was like a feast for my family and friends around. So I always had that that in my mind. As in Colombia, here in Indonesia, like we share the same common grounds on on the on the geography, the tropics. You would find vegetable roots. You would find rice, yuca, maize, vegetables, tropical fruits. So to me, that's uh, somehow we share that same. Probably, I would say like same approach on food and ingredients we just take advantage on the what the land has for us what one of the things that i really appreciate around here and like living among these uh, amazing local people is how they take care of the gardens in their homes all of them uh, pretty much grown their their own food so that's so common to see around and what that one that was one of the things that was very that really impacted me because uh, I grew up in a city where, you know, it's not common to have any garden around or be growing your food. So when I saw that, that it was so natural for them to pick up herbs, things from their garden, I I thought that, yeah, that's how it should be, that it's how it's supposed to be. Uh, so in that sense, in Colombia, we also do the same, you know, Not properly, I w- wouldn't say that in Bogota, but if you go to uh, any local regions around in Boyacá or, I don't know, Antioquia, Antioquia or Valle del Cauca, Nariño, whatever, it's the same. We have our campesinos that they grow their foods and that's the food that, that we eat in the, in the big cities. So being like surrounded by, by that and uh, really living it how I've been doing it since I got here it's been like a huge uh, like a huge gift so not only we share that uh, that approach of life uh, around food and ingredients uh, but also taking advantage of uh, what we have in the land you know and this abundance of 
uh, the tropics uh, having around so many ingredients all year long it's amazing and I know that in Colombia we do the same and in Indonesia as well so uh, I would say that and also some of the recipes are pretty similar based on rice based on cassava in yuca on herbs on root vegetables so it's not that different because in Colombia we have uh, the lechona which here in, in Indonesia is babigulin it's you know uh, el cerdo but it's always it call, it always comes with rice and with vegetables so uh, the base of the of the of the dishes they're pretty much the same of course uh, the spiciness and it's more common to find that here but I would say that it's pretty much the same even though we're so far away apart we share that same language and that same sense of the tropics and sharing these ingredients uh, it's uh, very similar for both cultures yeah that, that's true I feel that's true too and uh, now I want to ask you you've mentioned already that uh, Indonesia, because uh, we have the same geographical position, Indonesia and Colombia share very similar ingredients. So I'm guessing uh, adapting the Colombian food to uh, in Indonesia hasn't been so difficult, but still I want to ask you, how has been your experience on adapting Colombian and Italian food to the Indonesian ingredients and to the vegan lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Well, at first when I... Uh when I had the idea of the restaurant, I, I wanted to be only Colombian. But at the beginning, I, I thought like, yeah, well, maybe I love arepas. I am very proud of my, of my country and the food that we eat and the culture. Uh, but I thought that, yeah, it's, uh, it's something very different. Nobody knows what arepa is, so uh, probably the best way to get the place uh, known at first is to have to add to the menu some uh, Western additions. So I, I'm half Italian also, so that's why uh, we added some some tip, some traditional uh, dishes from Italy. Uh, and it actually was pretty pretty easy. Uh, what we've been doing here is trying to adapt all the recipes that we like and that we love and the recipes that we we ate when we were children and adapt, adapted them to the ingredients that we have here so also trying to be very mindful of very of uh, using local ingredients also supporting the communities around uh, respecting the land that we're living in um, so for example, here it's not easy to find good quality of corn. So instead of the the arepas, the arepa is basically a patty uh, made from corn. In Colombia, we have a lot of different var varieties of corn. So here uh, we have cassava. So that's the ad the adaptation. And also, uh, as you may know, turmeric and herbs. A lot of healing herbs grows here in Indonesia so we the arepas that we're making we also add some um, turmeric to give that color of yellow and so uh, although the texture is it's different from corn it still tastes pretty much like an arepa so um, also making that adaptation on the recipes we include a jackfruit which is very popular and common here in Southeast Asia and one of the best sellers in the menu is the jackfruit 
arepa, which is basically arepa stuffed with jackfruit and vegan cheese. Uh, other main dish that it's that people love is the the pasta, which is made um, the gnocchi. They're made from cassava, so it's just playing around with what we have and still trying to make everything from scratch here in the restaurant. So all the sauces, the flowers, uh, everything that we use, uh, we make we make them here um, at the restaurant. So that's one that's one of the most impor important things for me to have this uh, not only farm to table concept but really try to recreate this sense of home so I would say that probably that's one of the the main reasons which people uh, they feel drawn to this place because not only this is like an open space that you feel that you're home but you can sense the difference and the good quality of the food and the ingredients. That's a very interesting concept uh, Silvana, thank you very much for sharing with us your experience. I want to know how, how has been the reception of your guests with the Colombian food, how, what do they think about it, how, how has it worked? Well, um, I have to say that I'm very surprised because at the beginning when I created the menu, I was expecting people to to order more pasta or, or more, you know, uh, popular dishes and no, like, no arepa. But it became pretty famous, I have to say, the arepa in a short period of time. Everybody now is talking about arepas, not only in Ubud, but around Bali. So uh, I really feel very proud of that. And uh, not also we sell arepas, we sell patacones, avena fría, raspado, and slowly, slowly we're adding different uh, different dishes, traditional Colombian dishes to the menu. So to me that's, you know, I really feel very happy just only to see the people eating here. Uh, not even, they don't have to say anything, but just how they, <laughs> their faces when they take the first bite, it's like, wow, they feel like in another space. So to me that's uh, a huge, a huge accomplishment. And it makes me feel very proud of what we are and our traditions and our culture and one of the things that also um, made me open this place was to bring tradition not only traditional food but to share more of you know South American culture and Colombian culture um, and I really feel that, that people really appreciate that because you can go to any restaurant in the main road and you can find us the same pasta or the same sandwich or the same whatever but here we're telling a story and here we are sharing uh, food in a very authentic way so it makes me very proud yeah th thank you you're your uh, cultural ambassador of colombia to <laughs> indonesia for sharing yeah. our, our food and our culture now, speaking of culture, Silvana, I would like to ask you, how, how do you keep your Colombian culture alive here in, in Bali? Yeah, well, this place is becoming very famous for our um, Latin and salsa afternoons. So we're doing once a month, we're opening the space for people to dance salsa, reggaeton, cumbia, bambuco, everything. Um, and also, um, next, actually next Wednesday, um, we're having a salsa class because, of course, most of the people, they love, you know, this uh, South American and Latin rhythms, but most of the people, they don't dance. 
so they're very shy <laughs> to come to the dance floor, so now we're offering these uh, salsa lessons. Also, um, we're doing different events, different events around uh, our tradition and cultures. We're doing um, cooking classes. Um, also, we're doing private events, recreating, you know, different kinds of uh, traditional dishes uh, of Colombia. And slowly, slowly, we're starting to add different yeah, events here. But um, I would say that the salsa, it's becoming pretty big and pretty well known. Um, and uh, two, two weeks ago, we opened uh, our breakfast menu and it's basically just what we would eat in Colombia. It's uh, arepa de la abuela with either you can have it vegan or with huevo frito, revuelto. So it's just, uh, you know, the simple things of our culture, uh, bringing them here in, in at the restaurant. Thanks, Silvana. Uh, for the people listening at home, huevo frito is, is fried egg. Fried egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine, don't worry. And now, it, I'm sure it, 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 you were mentioning that your restaurant project was a very recent project. It, it, was, it started 10 months ago, right? Now, you've been here for the past three years, but you, ha you had to leave the whole COVID-19 pandemic in, in Bali. And I'm sure that that situation uh, couldn't be easy for someone starting a business. What has been the biggest challenge you have had to face while you were opening your restaurant during the pandemic? Well, we knew from the beginning that it was going to be very challenging, not only, I mean, under a pandemic, but also because we're very far away from the main road, so it's not easy to get here to, to the restaurant. Uh, it's located in the middle of the jungle, so it's just like scooter access or uh, walking access. So I was very, very conscious of that situation. So to me, I at the beginning, I just, you know, the philosophy around this restaurant is bringing people home bringing people home and sharing our tradition and our culture and opening the space uh, to not only food-wise to have, the, I would say, one of the most amazing meals that you would have here in Ubud, but uh, to open a space connected through nature. So, yeah, at the beginning it was very dif difficult to attract people, people here, but the philosophy spread pretty quickly around the, the town. So people started coming, the people that were living here, but of course uh, keeping the, the flow of people has been, has been a challenge because we were, for example, expecting here um, in December Valley to reopen again and it's not, not happening, but we've been very lucky and people is moving around in Bali, so we've been having new clients and new people around, so it's spreading the word pretty fast about this place. And uh, also to me, just helping and just uh, keeping this place alive with our staff and keep them motivated, keep them like everything is going to be okay, we just have to keep going, we're, you know, surrounded by nature, this place is sacred, we're close to a river, um, so also that's been a huge challenge because there are times that I don't know 
if we're gonna make it, you know, till the end of the month. Uh, we have some financial struggles, but you know, I really feel that if we keep doing what we're what we're doing and being very conscious uh, of sharing what we know and bringing love to the space, at the end of the day, it's gonna be okay. But uh, to me, just keeping my staff motivated and uh, also taking care of them has been one of the biggest challenges and one of my main purposes here, I would say. Thank you for sharing that experience. Silvana, to finish uh, today's podcast, I would like to ask you if there is any message you would like to leave to our audience. Yes, a lot, actually. But, uh, you know, I three years ago, I wasn't, like, my life was very different from what it is today. Um, and I feel very lucky to have taken the chances and the on making the decisions which were very scary at, at the beginning because I wasn't expecting I didn't know what to expect when I came to Bali I left my life in Colombia I had a restaurant I have I used to have like my life pretty settled but I knew that I needed to have a, a personal uh, experience so I took that 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 chance and uh, I'm pretty happy now that I took that, that risk uh, because I'm creating something very special here and um, just uh, having a business here and uh, helping people around, having a staff, being part of the community, uh, helping the community to grow and also empowering women, all the, the staff that we have here is just women, so to me just... Uh, seeing that and seeing how it's growing it's it's huge for me so just uh, follow your purpose just take chances uh, and get out of your comfort zone i would say and follow your passion that's a beautiful message thank you very much thank you again for being a cultural ambassador of colombia in indonesia and thank you for your time today thank you for having me adios adios thank you everyone for listening to a new episode of colombia in indonesia Hope you can catch the next one. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us in Facebook and Twitter at MCOL Indonesia. That is E-M-B-C-O-L-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. And on Instagram at MCOL Indonesia. E-M-B-C-O-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. To stay in touch with us. Please share this episode and we wait to hear from you in a brand new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. Muchas gracias, Terima Kasi. Colombia in Indonesia is produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia, directed and hosted by the cultural attaché Nicolás Montoya with the support and writing of Juan Pablo Rodríguez. Music by Sebastián Maldivieso.